Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, if you're here for the first time, welcome. If you've tuned in before, it's great to have you back. If you can do us a little favor and just rate, share, review the podcast when you're done, don't tell Igor, but I'll send him your way for a free hug. Okay, let's go on with the show. Do the podcast now, or wait? Uh, give me another wait until you've half done an your, hour. your life admin. <laughs> right, let's just get straight into it. Welcome back to episode five. I'm pretty sure it's five. It could be six, but I think it's five. Okay. Of another idea, the podcast for creatives, self-employed businesses, solo entrepreneurs, people that like art and stuff, um, and design and stuff. <laughs> and here we go. We're on a bit of a roll of late, aren't we? Yeah, feel, we've done... It feels like things are moving a little we've bit. We've done a lot today, which is great, really. It feels really, really good. It feels like things are taking shape. Yeah. And... There's always a lot more that goes into these things than I think anybody ever can... Uh, you know, until you get into it and start doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it's like that with any profession, though, isn't it? It really is. There's always more to it that, that yeah. meets the eye. All the nitty-gritty um, and the admin and, yeah. Before we, before we do get into today's episode and what it's about, I do have a little bone to pick with you, though. <laughs> so, okay. As, Hit me. I, I am, I've, I've loved the process of, of going through this with you and, and building the start of the podcast, yeah. and it's been great. But I don't know about you, but I go to kind of get in my, in my bed in the evening and I get, <laughs> um, I get pushed away by my wife um, and then I roll over to my side and I close my eyes. And there's an empty and I, space. And I just try and, I try and drift off. And I find myself for about an hour and a half just having a conversation with you in my head. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's like me, you, me, you and Gemma in our bed. I'm just chatting, I'm just chatting to you about podcast stuff. Um, do, do your best ideas come from those conversations? Imagine, imaginary oh, conversations. Honestly, if I could find a way to sort of get those ideas out of my head onto a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be gold. It'd be absolutely gold. I always feel more comfortable when I'm in that 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 zone at, at bedtime than I do sat down here in front of the camera. Maybe that's because I'm in the comfort of my own bed. 
So, um, that's yeah, amazing. that's it. I've picked, picked that bone with you. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to people? Like, do you want to? Um, no, I've got no dreams. Ask them very nicely to share it on social media and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, of course. As as always, please follow, subscribe wherever you're at. And yeah, that's how we're going to grow. We just literally posted for the first time on the Instagram did, account yeah. today. And Exciting. Um, people are starting to pick it up. Um, I guess we've been hinting at it for a little while, that what we're doing, but it feels good too. And we've got a different setup today. Yeah. Why is that, Igor? <laughs> Why is that? Well, I forgot my stand from my from my blue mic stand so so yeah we we are sat here and this is nice hey, though hey, i like it exactly that's what i was gonna say this is why we're in the space making I the best to out of the situation up. yeah we've improvised yeah indeed and it's worked out and we're good at it so yeah i like this setup i like yeah, it's good so, good vibes yeah we might take it so today's episode is a q a q a First of all, thank you so much for everybody that sent in your questions. Um, we had fun going through them oh, all. Oh, it was brilliant this morning. And there, there were a lot of very similar questions. So if we haven't chosen your specific question, please, please don't be don't offended. offended. There were quite a few crossovers, so we had to just pick one of them. But we had a few responses, didn't we? Yeah, great responses as well. So thank you so much. Um, it's you guys that will carry um, the podcast and, and bring a sense of community to it. So yeah, it's great to have that already. I can see an episode coming from from our bed next time. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Gemma, you're going to need to just, just go off to another room. Igor's here to do a podcast. Our bed is fairly big, yeah. so yeah, there's space for some in there. Shall we, shall we move on from that, from that wonderful image? And let's get into, let's just get into question one straight off the bat. Boom. So, captured by Roxy, if you could go back in time to the first moment you picked up a camera and give your advice. Okay. So can you remember the first time you, you picked up an actual camera, mm-hmm. a proper camera? Yeah, I do. And it felt so alien. Um, this was whilst I was at- Two weeks ago? <laughs> properly, properly, whilst I was at uni. And yeah, I got given a 5D Mark II or Mark One, maybe, Mark One. And yeah, um, it felt so alien, but I loved it. I loved it because um, it was something that I didn't know that I was learning and just learning how to shoot manual from the get-go. Yep. That was that was great, really. And yeah, if I had to go back in time, obviously it's going to be on Marty McFly's Back to the Future time machine. And yeah, if I went back, I would say to myself, shoot as much as possible, shoot as much as possible, because that's where um, people find oh, photographers find their style or whoever you are really the more you do something oh without the doubt more, the more you find your feet the more you um get your style the more you get comfortable with it and try different things so yeah you were you were spot on saying it feels alien i think anything for the first time mm. or for the first few times or for the first year or two can sometimes feel yeah. a bit alien so. um you know i've certainly found that this week trying to do film youtube content you know, and I said in one of the first, in the first episode Hi. I've done, you know, I've said straight away that it feels very alien. Yeah. And, you know, kind of referencing, like, you, I've watched loads of YouTube videos and done loads of research and stuff over the last year or two. But, but until you sit down and you actually start <laughs> going it. through the process, I mean, that, that in itself, that first episode, you know, as much as I can critique it and find flaws with it and want to refilm every section of it, mm-hmm. actually did the benefit of it was far greater than I think I could have ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you've just got to throw yourself in that deep end, haven't you, and just go for it. 
Yeah. Um, this reminds me that even, even yes, the the question is in the context of the past, really. If you went went back to the back to the future, whatever. But um, it's making me think. Even now, it's. What it's, are you doing now that makes you feel? Yeah. Like that, you have that same alien feeling. Of, yeah. This exactly. Is a bit surreal. Yeah, and and I think as creators, we should. I think we're kind of doing that here with the podcast. Yeah, we are in some ways, but. Um, as creators, we, we should constantly be seeking that, um, seek discomfort, isn't it? That's that's the YouTube channel. Um, um, seeking, constantly seeking discomfort because it is out of those uncomfortable situations that you develop, that you grow, and something great usually comes out of it. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I agree. I, I My first memory of using a proper camera was I did an art foundation course out, out of sixth form and um i dropped my art foundation course after about six weeks didn't last very long which yeah. is what, probably one of my very few kind of regrets in in life i don't i don't tend to kind of regret anything that i've yeah. done i always think everything happens for a reason but that was one of the very few um the other one was not going to france to do a ski season as a kind of <laughs> as a barman i wish i'd have done that but anyway that's all by the by um and i don't i i can I don't know if I felt it at the time so much, but I certainly look back on it and I can remember walking around, just walking around that was given a film, you know, 35 mil film camera and was just told to go and use it and to look for lines and shapes. And I can just remember taking these photos of like fences and looking for leading lines and just yeah. kind of just thinking, wow, this is like really amazing. I'm just getting to, and I, did, I don't think I realized just at the time at how, how much I enjoyed that. Did you fall in love? Yeah, but it, it took me about seven or eight years to then pick up another camera. And <laughs> wow. I didn't, you know, I, I've, I've, I, did, I did a bit of photography in, in between that, but never quite realized that this was going to be a career, I yeah. don't think. And, um, you know, I bought a Canon A1 probably in my late 20s and can remember walking around the park again doing a similar sort of thing and it made me feel yeah. like I was 18 again. It's such a great camera, such a and stable I loved, camera, and I loved it. isn't it? Um, and I obviously made the, the age-old cliche of not winding the film on properly. So I took <laughs> I took 36 exposures of absolutely nothing, which was great. Um, and yeah, I think if I was to give myself some advice back then, it would have been to have recognised that, I think it's hard to say, isn't it? Almost to have recognised that the, the passion was there for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I'd have pursued that a bit more. Yeah. Um, again, everything happens for a reason and you know everything's worked out all right in the end mm-hmm. but i feel like i missed a little bit of a trick there yeah so in some ways you're saying f- you wished you followed your gut feeling a bit more oh it was, de- it was definitely there yeah um i think i got distracted by nightlife drinking girls going out having a good time yeah and actually you know didn't recognize that yeah there was something right under my nose that yeah, I could have yeah. run with at, at, at a very early age and gone with. And I, I kind of wish I'd have stuck with my art foundation course, but yeah. Hey, ho. recognize those good feelings. Yeah. But so. I think, I think both of the, I think both those points are spot on in that, you know, like you accepting that things are a bit strange mm-hmm. and just being able to kind of listen to your gut and know when there's an opportunity there. I think that would yeah. be, you know, my advice, the advice I would give to, to 18 year old Sam would be, come on, there's something here. Yeah. Keep keep going for it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good stuff. Question two. Question two. That was a great question, that one. Yeah, really good. So, best ways to get content when starting. Do you rely on styled shoots or shadow photographers? And that, that is, is by, by Laura McPherson, I think. McPherson? McP? Laura McP on Instagram. Great question. Do you want to start us off? 
uh, it's a hard one, but um, first of all, shoot anything you can because um, in some ways, I'm trying to think if I've got this right in my mind. At that stage, if you're starting out, your main priority really is to get content as much as possible so you can content share and, it. And experience, isn't yeah. it, as well? As you, it. So it ties into that very first question that very we just true. answered. Very true, because you could shoot as much content as you want, but if you don't have the experience to literally do it and get paid for it, yeah, um, you get into a tricky situation. But, um, yeah, your job at that sort of stage is to get as much content as possible. So try to team up with other photographers. Try to second shoot. Um, be that annoying person that DMs, hundred people in order to try and get a second shooting job or yep. something be of value to the people around you or those people that you admire be of value to them try to offer something that you'd be able to to do for them and be upfront i'm trying to get content here i'm trying to build my career and yeah style shoots are a way of doing it but at the same time i find that it's a good way of meeting other photographers that in sort of same situation but going under a photographer there's just so much that you can learn oh enormously it's, it's i think there's a i think there's a couple of points that that you touched on there that are huge and i think the first one is i think we've touched on it in both both of those questions is is about just getting out there and just shooting as much as you possibly can mm -hmm. and i think for me it's kind of about being um just relentlessly passionate about wanting to take photos yeah I had to really slow down to say that relentlessly passionate um but it is you've got you've you know work's only going to come your way when you constantly put work out mm -hmm. and you can refine your style the quicker you can get to the point of going this is what i'm about and this is my style yeah the better um but you've got to work through that process of finding your style that isn't yeah. just something that just happens you have to go out there and and practice and try different things yeah um and then it's, it's, you know, connecting with other people is, is huge. You know, Absolutely. we live in a, an amazing world of, you know, um, social media, but mm -hmm. sometimes you can't be just hooking up with somebody and networking yeah. with them, going for a coffee, saying, look, I'll take your photo. Yeah, Can you that's take it. mine? Or that's do you want to go and collaborate on a project? It's free, but mm -hmm. let's, let's be honest and open about what the project is and let's both collaborate on it and let's both share it. Yeah. You know, and good things come from that. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I find that that's... Um, you made me think of um, the early years when I started shooting weddings and second shooting for Sachin Kona and Raul Kona, yeah. the Kona brothers. Oh, brilliant. Um, they're absolutely incredible. If you don't follow F5 photography, Raul Kona and Sachin, Sachin Kona, he's based in Vancouver. Um, they're both we'll incredible. In the, we'll drop them in the YouTube yeah. description. They're both incredible. But um, second shooting for those guys um, in the early stages, I w I learned things like work ethic. I thought I had a good work ethic until I actually saw them yeah. literally slaying it on the dance floor, slaying it throughout the day and literally just to get, doing as much as possible to get the shots that they needed. And whew, that work you ethic game was... After that, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of had to really because you, you were able to visualize those sort of things and you're kind of like, oh, um, yeah, lesson learned. I, I learned something with those guys and yeah, those sort of things you just can't learn from yeah i mean it feels obvious to say but i don't I don't think anybody gets to where they're at in their industry or their business without yeah. hard work and commitment it mm -hmm. just doesn't happen you yeah. know you can have the odd bit of luck here and there but you make your own luck in this industry i think yeah. i think i'm pretty sure you do in any industry mm -hmm. you know you're in control of that yeah um you know people don't often see the work that goes on behind you know that instagram post do they yeah um 
and they just expect instant success. But you've got to be prepared to, I think when you're starting out especially, to just be open to any idea yeah. and be willing to just get out there and you just shoot, it. shoot your socks off. Yeah, that's it. Has anyone ever said that before? Shoot your socks off. That's a good one, all right? Um, yeah, and then, yeah, so I, I think we've kind of answered that. I mean, there's yeah. loads of things. Like when me and you started, mm-hmm. you know, sort of eight, nine, ten years ago, the, the styled shoots didn't really exist. That's yeah. definitely been a thing of the last yeah. maybe three, four years. I was um, I was constantly knocking on. I would absolutely embrace that now, would yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, you know, If I was starting again, I'd embrace it. I yeah. don't need to do that now because our businesses are established. But if you're starting out, yeah. embrace what's out there. Yeah. Um, when I started out, it was literally constantly knocking at, at, at friends' doors, um, their couples, hey, you getting married or you a cute couple, <laughs> can I can yeah. I shoot you and and go from there really? And I think I got my first wedding from just me just asking a couple of my brother's friends who were a couple mm-hmm. to say, look, do you want to go and take some photos down the yeah, park? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and and that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You know, until you've got images to show people, no one's going to book you for anything, are they? That's it. Um, great question. How do you manage family with kids, life, and work? That is from We Are the Chamberlains amazing i love that we are the chamberlains and this is a big question how do you manage family with kids life and work it's um it's a big question isn't it um i think i think it's uh, at least for us there's no such thing as balance it's more a case of seasons yeah um and you very much push and pull between those seasons and yes there will be um times where things are intense and they're intentionally intense because that's the diary and we know that but at the same time make sure that we make we make sure that we have literally those times where we are able to literally um feed our hearts and feed each other emotionally and everything else and 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 the family really but mm, it's teamwork yeah, I think so. I think it's about having a, you know an open conversation, isn't yeah. it? And being aware of what it is you're doing. It, it's really hard and it, it's difficult, especially in those early years. And, mm. and we're talking it from experience of being wedding photographers here about you know doing volume. And, and I think that's why both of us have built our businesses to the stage they're at where we don't need to re- shoot volume because neither of us want to do that. Yeah. We, you know, we want to have a family life outside of being a photographer. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so difficult. There's no there's no right or wrong. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think sometimes you've you've just got to have an awareness of it, mm-hmm. um, and to also kind of give yourself permission to stop as well from sometimes, and just to give yourself that chance to kind of live your life. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we we document people's lives on a on a weekend or a daily basis as a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're also entitled to have a life. Yeah, and I think the big the very big thing for me is about kind of setting some clear boundaries yeah that's and it. just setting a few kind of ground rules for your business so a, a few that i have or some of them are, some of them i have for a long time some of them are quite recent so very recently i think i added that skype calls or zoom calls with couples are only going to take place on a tuesday or a thursday night um just because i don't want to do it on any other night i don't want to sure. you know two nights of the week they can fit in around that or they can come to the office so it's up to them yeah um i try not to work in the evenings anymore though that has changed recently because Gemma's now a PT and I've had to sort of rejuggle my hours a little yeah. bit. But that's the beauty of it and that's the constant push and pull really. You you gotta be able to adapt. Yeah, of course you have. Do you set do you have any ground rules? Do you have any anything at um, home that kind of Yeah. Obviously we, we both have different setups in that my office Very is much away so. from home, your office is in your house. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine is 
99% of the yeah. audience maybe. Yeah, and it's a lot harder, especially when you have a five-month-old and a three-year-old. Um, I think routine really, really helps. It really sets um, good and clear boundaries and we know um, where we sort of like stand. So Monday to Wednesday, um, I work during the evenings. Thursday, Friday, me and Zai spend time together during the evenings. And and constantly we, we've made it a, a priority really that the girls literally, we, we love our evenings, we love our time together. So the girls go, like we start bedtime routine at 5.30, boom. This yep. always has to happen. Yep. So we're quite hot on it, but yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Try doing that when they're nine, <laughs> 10 years old, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> and, and yeah, it take, but bedtime routine takes like an hour. So by half seven, half six, seven o'clock, kids are down and I can carry on getting on with work and everything else. And, and yeah, if it's a Thursday, yeah, or Friday, yeah, sometimes things change and, and our plans change. But um, I find that that routine just yeah. for the week, it really, really helps. And then the weekends are hours and we do whatever. Um, so yeah, but it's hard working from yeah, it's home. Tough. It's hard. It's yeah, it's hard, especially now with a new house. And, and in some ways we wanted the space to have the office and, you know, with trying to set up things and oh, God, yeah. the amount of ages that it takes really to yeah. just to get things Everything going. Everything takes longer than you, than you think it's going <laughs> to take. It really does. really, really does. So, so yeah, it's hard that's that's the point that we're trying to say but yeah it is doable yeah. um and i find that, that as long as you got like clear communication or, or over communicate things mm. sometimes being and i'm really bad at that really really bad at over communicating things but i find that, that if you over communicate what you're thinking what what you you want and sometimes um hey i really need this time for x um yeah, I think that things really, really help that way. Yeah. Another, um, just one more ground rule that I, I set myself is if I, you know, if I've done like a destination wedding or mm-hmm. I have maybe two weddings on a weekend, which is which is rare now, I don't tend to do that as much, mm-hmm. I'll always give myself the Monday off. Nice. And I'll just be like, right, that's, you know, I need, a, I need nice. a day just to be at home, you know, just to get things straight and just kind of, again, just rest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know? yeah. Put your feet up and, yeah, decompress and gain your energy. That's really good. I mean, I think that's about as good as we can answer that question. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it is a, we could probably talk about that for an entire episode. Yeah. We? In fact, I think we actually wrote that down on one of our on one of the episodes. episodes for yeah. later on was about, yeah. you know, family life and balancing it amongst mm-hmm. being a, you know, creative, a, a creative business. Yeah. But yeah, great question. Okay. Question four. How did you get your first destination wedding? That's from a uh, Ray Sawyer. I have to think about this one. You go. Can first. you remember what it was? Mine was in, mine was in France. And it was, I think, £1,200 all-inclusive. So I included all my travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted the job. I think, <laughs> I, was about, I think I was about £2,000 at the time. No, maybe £1,500. But, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to go abroad for a wedding. Yeah. You know? Um, the, you know the, 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 the law and the kind of, you know, uh, desire to go and shoot abroad was, was there. I mean, it still is now. Um, yeah. Obviously, now I'm a bit more aware of the effort and the cost and the time that goes into doing that work so I, I don't charge what I charged that first wedding for but <laughs> you know that was how it started and, and I think with anything it kind of again it goes right back to that very first question we we answered about mm-hmm. your first two is about having the content that shows you do that work yeah you know um I did it so that I could get some images in my in my portfolio that showed me to be somebody that worked abroad yeah um in terms of how I got it I, I don't know 
I mean, I don't think there's kind of secret ingredient or there's no sort of magic sauce that we can give anybody yeah. that says this is how you get destination weddings. I believe it comes from going to every single wedding and just being as passionate and as enthusiastic and yeah. hardworking as you can possibly be and just hoping that there's going to come a point when mm. somebody finds you through the, that, that work and says, oh, by the way, we're getting married abroad. Would you come along? Yeah. And I think that's where it starts. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I can't remember which one came first. So I'll, I'll, I'll say the two, two of them, really. But um, I think the first one was Cyprus. And it was a recommendation from another photographer, um, Tobias Teo. And yeah, um, absolutely loved it. And I think I got the bug then if that wasn't the first one. And I just love the fact that you were landing somewhere completely alien to your usual visual aspects of things that you usually see and and just go and play. Just yeah. go in and capture as much as possible. And I was gobbling it up. Um, and yeah, very much like you, I'm, I'm pretty sure I undercharged for that wedding because I simply wanted you it. You have to. I simply wanted it. And yeah, I think that was the first one. But if not that one, it would have been a second shooting wedding. So I was the second shooter for my good friend, Seraphine Castillo. And it was You incredible. are name dropping some today, aren't you? Yeah. You <laughs> just, hey? just sharing the love, sharing yeah. the love. And, and he, yeah, he just invited me to literally his best wedding of the year. And he was capturing another wedding photographer, Pablo Leguia, and whew, what a wedding it was. It was amazing. It was just incredible. What an experience. Um, so, yeah, that thing of, uh, it's what we said at, uh, at the beginning, um, in terms of like trying to find those photographers that, that really get you going, inspire you, and, and try to team up with them, even better. It's, yeah. it's even better. So, yeah, I just remember that wedding being so creative and, and people just so incredibly good looking and nice yeah. and, and it was it was just dream wedding it was yeah. a dream wedding so so I, mean, yeah. I think the, the appeal for me of, of destination weddings is still that and, I, and and this is on this is in no um sort of bad light towards mm. weddings in the uk of course not there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that when you go abroad people are in this just slightly different mindset they really they're are in because they're in holiday that's mode it. and they've also had the day or two before to meet everybody so the mm -hmm. wedding day is really yeah, everybody kind of knows everybody. The atmosphere's been building for a day or two. Um, and there's just a real buzz. I mean, even if you don't go and get married, if, if somebody's listening to this that is going to get married soon, even if you make it a destination wedding in the UK mm -hmm. or your own country, wherever people might listen to this, you know, you don't have to go abroad to have a destination wedding. You know, it's just about the idea of going away for it, uh, making, like, making a three or four day event of it. You know, and really kind of, really milking it, right? It really sets the mood. It really... Yeah, make people want to, like, pack their bags and, and go away for a, <laughs> yeah. for a bit of a weekend. Wind down and celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we, are we wrapping that one up? Yeah, I yeah, think it so. Yeah, it was a good chat. I enjoyed yeah. that one. Um, what's the most ridiculous moment you've captured or seen at a wedding? That's a great question, <laughs> Joshua Gooding. Oh, um, I, I, and, think, I think that you're going put to put me to shame, really, because... Um, I get asked that a lot and I never have a good answer. And that it's always something really my, boring. My mind's really having to <laughs> scratch around as to what I can say that would be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name any couples. Um, I just think it's like dance floor carnage for me. And it tends to be the ones that are abroad. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if there's anything utterly, like, utterly ridiculous, though. I mean, I've seen people, like, you know, compromising situations. Pretty much naked, yeah, at weddings. That's rugby boys and army guys are always the worst. (laughs) They're like tops off within 10 minutes of having a beer. Um, I suppose somebody doing the worm topless on the floor of a, you know, a French barn at two in the morning was probably as, as crazy as it can get or just seeing people passed out on the dance floor I always find quite amusing yeah just because it is at the forefront of my mind and it's nothing 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 sort of like crazy or anything like that but um yeah I'm just reading the question what is the best ridiculous moment and and literally because I saw Sammy um this is a groom at two uh, literally two uh, I flew to I mean, Portugal just, last you week you just named them now as well so <laughs> it's cool it's a good it's a good situation um and yeah I saw Sammy literally on, on two flights I, I was literally flying to Porto and coming back and saw him on both flights yeah which is so random but yes um his dad just so much energy and this was was a proper full-on Greek wedding so literally, dance floor, dance floor has, hadn't even started. They literally was, they were having the starters and music was going on in the background and all the way throughout the weekend, they have been like just shouting, um, love tonight, all I need it's is an absolute your love tune. tonight. And, and literally, Sammy's dad just We'll auto-tune we'll auto <laughs> that in the edit, shall we? And Sammy's dad just literally gets up the tables and just starts dancing and he just the way he whipped up that room yeah. was incredible the i love energy. people that have got i love people that have got energy like just when like people you know it's amazing isn't it when we you know when we talk about a few of these questions like people are drawn to good energy yeah you know when we talk about going out there and shooting and being passionate and just being relentless with something like people are going to be drawn they're going to gravitate to that's that it, over time it. aren't they if you bring that energy to your job yeah um my Thinking of my most ridiculous, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take away the dance floor stuff, yeah, because um, that happens at quite a lot of weddings, and, and yeah, they're always good. But the most ridiculous, I the most ridiculous moment for me at any wedding that I've been to, and just the feeling of like this is absolutely bonkers was um, Josh and Elsa's wedding in Puglia in 20. Oh God, it's tricky it when you can't remember the year, but I think it was like <laughs> 18, 19, 18. I think. Sorry if I've got that wrong, guys, but it was there or thereabouts, and it was October we'd had three days of sunshine building up to the wedding day and then the the day of the wedding it absolutely hammered it down (laughs) it was tanking it down like you wouldn't believe and Uh, i can just remember chatting to josh and elsa and kind of going you know you need to kind of just let go of this it's it is what it is you're gonna you know if you if you let it get to you you're gonna ruin the day you've got to just make a decision as to what you're gonna do make the best and josh just went well we've come to italy to get married outside so we're gonna get married outside amazing and everybody just went Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do- and everybody got the umbrellas. We went outside, and it was one of those when I, I, I was shooting blind because there was so much water in the viewfinder. I couldn't really? see what I was shooting, and it, it was just the most bonkers experience. Like I was just like the adrenaline was running. Yeah, like I just absolutely. I've got to make this work. It. I've got to make yeah, this work. Just, yeah, and again, it's like yeah, people, you know. I always say to couples like they bring the energy, don't they, to yeah. the wedding, and like they bring the like they've got to bring the vibe because people mm-hmm. feed off that. Yeah. And when when Josh and Elsa went, we're going outside. Let's go for it. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, come on, then let's do this. Yeah. And that just that is for me. That's that's what makes a wedding. Like that, yeah. that energy and that vibe is. Yeah. That that's it. 
Yeah. You know, they could have very easily just been, oh no, it's yeah. not happening. We're getting upset. And it would have been a pretty poor day to document. Yeah, they, they rolled their sleeves up and they went for it. And what a day. That's incredible. People with energy. Come on. Question six. What do you shoot when nothing is happening and the dance floor is dead? That's from Joe Mallon Photography. It's either Joe Mallon Photography or Joe M. Allen. Either way, Joe Mallon Photography. Joe Mallon Photography. Great question. Really great questions. Um, I usually tend to try and set set the mood of the wedding and, and try to capture as much as sort of like not in between moments but setting shots yeah, yeah. Um, if nothing is happening yeah that's usually my go-to because I'm just trying to get as much as possible um, I'm very much a firm believer that there's always something happening yeah yeah that was going to be my immediate response I, I don't buy into this when nothing is happening sorry yeah. sorry Joe I, I just don't I, there's there's always something to observe and to be kind of involved with or like, like you said scene setting shots or yeah and you i just find- have to change it up a little bit change yeah. your change your approach you know yeah, i'm not going to go and the dance floor's dead i'm not going to go and pop a flash gun straight in somebody's face because they're sat down talking to auntie mabel i'm going to yeah. be a bit more you know crank the iso up yeah you know shoot over someone's shoulder That's and just it. kind of get a few you know sort of on the sly shots but That's not it. change change your mindset yeah. really change your mindset because yeah that there, there's definitely always something going on and and even if not you just observe yeah like you don't have to be shooting relentlessly you can True. just sometimes you've just got to watch yep and be ready mm-hmm. sorry i kind um, of uh, no. i jumped in on your response no no there no, no, no it's, good, got, it's good kind of just went off on one um, but. we it's a good tennis match back and forth so it's good um it just reminded me of something that i've just forgotten it's <laughs> We're going to use that. We're going to use that on the Instagram reel. (laughs) Hey, come listen to our podcast. (laughs) And then silence when you go. And I've forgotten it. (laughs) But yeah. um, Yeah, we've said it really. No, good. Great stuff. Okay. Question seven. How to gain confidence as a shooter and lose imposter syndrome. That's from Fran Graffs on Insta. How to gain confidence. I mean, I think we can all relate to the imposter syndrome. I, mm. I, I don't think anybody who is a creative kind of working on their own in the in the same way that we all are, I don't think anybody can go, oh, I don't feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably a bit of a, you know, you're probably a bit too sure of yourself if you don't yeah, feel it. like that. Yeah. Um, How do you gain confidence, Igor? What do you do? I mean, for me, it ties straight back into that first question, which is just, Getting out there and just shoot, 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 shoot. shooting all the time, putting yeah. yourself in, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. knowing that by putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation, you're, you know, you're developing your your, your mindset, your muscle memory, your yeah. experience, and and you're going to draw on that later on. It's that it's that experience that builds confidence. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I'm struggling with that question a little bit because <laughs> I feel like yeah, I am confident, but how do you? <laughs> How do you gain it? I guess, yeah, as you said, just literally shoot, shoot more to the point that I feel, I feel like, yeah, if I go to your wedding, I'm going to do a really good job of it. Mm. Um, so that only comes in some ways with experience and, and time. Yeah. Um, just constantly. I, mean, I, I had that with, with my wife, Gemma, recently as a PT. I, mm-hmm. I can remember her going to her first, you know, classes that she would have to teach and, you know, probably being up for like, you know, spending two or three hours a day before planning a class, yeah. stressing about it, worrying about it, mm-hmm. you know, being very low on confidence about it, to then 
you know, fast forward four or five months, you know, maybe kind of just rocking up on the day and going, I'll, I'll just pull it out of my head. I know what I'm doing kind yeah. of thing. And without her maybe realizing that, you know, her confidence has grown because mm-hmm. she's just been through that process. It doesn't matter what job you're doing or what mm-hmm. industry you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's the same process, isn't it? Yep. Just accepting that in order to become confident, you have to feel unconfident yeah. and a bit scared yeah. and a bit terrified. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the process. And I think as well, um, when it comes to the imposter syndrome sort of side of things, having that someone that you are able to literally have a conversation with, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And even someone that you can actually share your work with mm. and, and sort of like someone that you give permission to be totally brutal, totally honest, and you know that whatever comes from them will come from a great place, a place that wants to see you grow, a place that wants to see you elevated. So yeah, having having those people and giving them permission to sort of um, actually say, actually, no, what you want about? This is great. This is yeah. really good for these specific reasons. Um, I've, yeah. just, I've just thought of another little curveball to this, this question, actually, and that is mm-hmm. that sometimes as well, helping people that are much further down the ladder than you mm-hmm. can sometimes just you know, make you realize that actually you do know stuff. Like I don't mm-hmm. think we often give ourselves enough credit yeah. to what, you know, as to, to what we know and, and how much we've developed. Um, and I think probably since we've both become maybe educators in our industry, mm-hmm. that, that probably the, the knock on effect of that has been that we've both kind of gone, actually, no, we do sometimes yeah. know, we yeah. do sometimes know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes, right? Yeah. And I think that must be a, that must be a side effect of teaching is that mm-hmm. it makes you realize, oh no, maybe I do, Maybe, maybe breaking things down really yeah. really helps you to sort of like see things clearly and and you saying that it really made me think of um, my first workshop whenever uh, I did my first workshop well probably my first talk but no very much the workshop um, sort of like in-person workshop after it I was buzzing because um, it made me really realize oh I do know a lot and I can input into people and give a, a positive and educational experience that really will take other other people yeah. and other businesses forward really so yeah um having that sort of like analytical mind of breaking things down and um having people that can do that for you as well but if you can do that for yourself even better but having those people around really really helps yeah yeah now we had um a videographer here on the workshop a couple of weeks ago who you know, I was kind of saying, like, why don't you look at producing a course or doing mm-hmm. some kind of educational content for videographers? And her response was, well, I don't really feel like I do anything. Like, I just turn up and I just do it. Mm-hmm. And this is a girl that was working, you know, taking stills alongside video. I'm like, you, you do know a lot. Like, yeah. You just, you haven't stopped to think about, you, you just take for granted what you, do. what you do. But actually there's a stack of people beneath you that would get, they would die to get some of that kind of knowledge and experience. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to stop and sit down and write down and really think about those processes. And, and actually, mm-hmm. when you start to break it down, and, and it's amazing how, how often the, the really simple things that you think you do that you just take for granted. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. And they can be huge for people, mm-hmm. you know, coming up on their, you know, building their journey. It really is. Gold Question nuggets, Sam. Gold eight. Nuggets. That, was, that was good. Question eight. How much of your work is informed by your artistic taste um, slash technology, and that's from by Tom W. Good we old like Tom, Tom W, don't we? I love Tom Wright. Good he's, lad. He's a good one. Um, great question. How much of your work is informed by your artistic taste? Forward I slash think, technology. I think, at least for taste, more than technology, 
yeah, I'd almost say it's almost everything really because um, and I'm really into this just because of the course that I'm creating because it's it's about aesthetics as well and and I, I, mean, find I think you have a really clear aesthetic I think your your style is very yes. recognizable yes very and quickly I, and and I've worked hard to very much sort of like have have um, a style or have images that you sort of like see from 5,000 miles away and you know who's that image belongs to and I think the things that you consume are the ones that will really um, decide will be the deciding factor of things the things that you sort of like allow yourself to 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 see and not just see but study as well yeah it's very easy and and it's <laughs> this is me on my rant now sam go for it you, you, <laughs> i'm you going take, my... do you want the do you want the rad button the rad button <laughs> no you take the take the pen here go we go um this is me on my soapbox but i find it that as creatives we are we can be so lazy sometimes at studying at an artist and studying um outside of our industry yes yeah. yes um, I mean, I, but, knew, I knew the answer. I was just, I was queuing, queuing just you queuing up. up. You just queuing you up. Go on, carry on with the brand. Studying other artists and breaking things down and, and, and trying to figure out why do I like this? Why do I like that image? Why do I like that piece of design? Why do I like Basquiat or Warhol? Why do... We... Yeah, come on, Igor. <laughs> come on. Come on, Igor. Give us, give us more. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, I got carried away there, Igor. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that we need to be a lot more proactive in terms of how we influence ourselves, really. How, yeah, totally. how we influence our taste. Because if we really do that, if we really nail that down, and it's it's we're never going to get to the end of it. It's it's always an evolving thing. But if we really apply ourselves towards that, I find that you will find so many things about your style that you really like uh, or things that you already do yourself and you weren't really entirely sure that you did them. But yeah. by simply self-analyzing and breaking down your own work, you realize that you do specific things, that um, your work is perhaps contrasty for a specific reason. Yeah. And... Yeah, you start the, all those elements that make you will be a lot more obvious to you yeah. that way. I can't, I can't add much to that. I think you've hit most of it on the on the head. The only thing I would, I just kind of stress is the end bit is mm-hmm. it's just about the importance of having an opinion, mm-hmm. like really kind of forming your own opinion and just being like, that's cool, like that's your opinion. That's that's what you like. It doesn't mean that everybody else likes it. Yes, very true. Like, very true. Yeah, you know, we're not in this to try and just please. We're not trying to please everybody. Yeah, you know, it's about understanding what makes you tick yeah what you're passionate about what mm-hmm. you enjoy what aesthetic and what artistic taste drives you mm-hmm. and just understanding what it is about that that makes you go yeah i love that yeah like what what is it mm-hmm. you know if you if you find yourself being drawn or compelled by something visually sometimes you've just got to stop and go hold on what why is that what try and understand and break down the components of that aesthetic and then when you lean into that, that's that for me is what, you know that, exactly what you talked about at the start of like taking on board that influence, and then that transfers into your work. It's once you understand those components and what happens in frames or scenes or products or design, yeah. once you understand those bits that you that you are drawn to and you like, yeah, 
it transfers into your work. Yeah, you and that's why in some ways I, li I really like this question because the second part would be the technology side of it. Yeah. And, um, so, so yes, the artistic tech. Yeah. And, um, in some ways, because of the things that we've been just talking about, the technology side almost feels like send that to the back. Yeah. Because if you have those sort of like foundational sort of like um, ideas and awareness, yes, the artistic awareness, um, you'll find ways with to to do what you need to do to capture what you need to capture or to create whatever you need to create with <laughs> with your grandma's camera yeah. or you know with... te technology for me is just it's made it easier to to go through that process yeah. but you know we've talked about it countless times you know you could still give us a, a, a canon 5d mark ii and i'd still go to a wedding and shoot on it and, and be like oh i love this and create amazing stuff yeah yeah it doesn't the the, the technology is just is a tool isn't it mm -hmm. um but technology or a tool should never stop you from creating your art. Yeah, yeah. You, you just made me think. Too many people make, use that as an excuse. I yeah. don't have the latest camera. I've got the latest kit. I need, mm -hmm. I mean, we're saying that with, you know, two microphones that are pretty good and an entire <laughs> studio in front of us. But, you know, you could strip all this away. And if we really wanted to start it with We'd minimal still, kit, we could still start it and do it. Yeah, and kick butt. And it just made me think, <laughs> um, a gift... If you were to give Picasso um, some crayons, I'm sure that he would create something, oh, no something absolutely incredible. It's just a tool. That's yeah. it. So, so this yeah. kind of leads on to question number nine from mm -hmm. Lauren Nucky Photography. Where does your creative inspiration come from? So we've kind of talked about you know artistic taste and creative inspiration, but where mm -hmm. does that? You know, where does it actually where does it come from for Eagle Denver? That's or sorry, one. Eagle Denver. <laughs> Can't believe it's taken us almost fifty minutes to, to drop to, to that drop one in. Eagle Denver. <laughs> More on that another time. Uh, that's that's a funny one. No, let's break it down now. <laughs> you, you tell. So Sam was um, on his stories, just literally talking to camera, and you know on how you can create your Instagram captions. So Instagram just couldn't compute Sam saying my name. Eagle Denver so it just said Eagle Denver and that is it you are now the Eagle <laughs> yeah you, he's changed my name on his phone so I'm That's now it. the Eagle and yeah he's uh, a great nickname hilarious. for you it's a brilliant nickname <laughs> so where does your creative inspiration come from um I love magazines still to this day um magazines literally the latest one I just bought one this week um hello um, <laughs> hello. How did you know? Okay. How did you know? <laughs> Grazie. Um, no, just Condé Nast Traveller. Um, I find it that um, it's one of those magazines that I would and I would love to see my work in, and have I have been fortunate enough to see my work there. But I constantly keep getting inspired by it, by travel images yeah. and um, stuff like that. So yeah, magazines is a massive one. We could have like a whole conversation just on on sort of like magazines that. Um, are great but art as well great art great movies and just great lightning again it goes down to the whole thing of breaking down things yeah so um recently i just watched um, the new batman and and i love the fact that throughout the whole movie the the, the scene throughout the whole movie the lighting was just slightly it kept bugging me but slightly underexposed i found it to my, right, okay. to my taste yeah um but that's just to sort of like portray the whole side of darkness and and slow slow slowness of the movie really yeah um so I saw, yeah saw matt tyler shared a few stills from it mm -hmm. on insta the other day and yeah. and kind of i think he said it kind of 
it was like mind-blowing like almost like paintings mm-hmm. you know every scene was like a painting yeah and, yeah and the scenes that he shared were were incredible i need to i need to it's, come and see it's it, beautiful but. it's beautiful the lighting is just incredible really and and i say slightly undisposed to the to the point that it was done purposely yeah, yeah. It, it, it's dark and it and it it goes with that really so yeah movies is a massive one music not so much these days um, um but i'm still a massive lover of it but um movies more than anything and tv series um, yeah, i think like, cinematography i think is the, uh, yeah, is the big that's one it. and you know you told me to watch the morning show recently mm-hmm. i've just found that you know just incredible to watch mm-hmm. not you know gripping from a storyline point of view yeah. but sometimes it's you know it doesn't have to be you know like batman to inspire you it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to be like that yeah. sometimes just ordinary you know dramas can can inspire you very much so and and again i, I think it ties back into what we just talked about about having an awareness and being able to kind of just critique or question a frame or a scene and mm-hmm. how it's been lit how it's been framed how yep. it's composed you know the layers in it and just to be able to recognize it and then to be able to kind of almost like deconstruct mm-hmm. that and, and just go oh that's that's cool yeah. I like that what about you? What are the sort of things that, that that inspire you? Because you got a very, very specific aesthetic, and I like to think that it's quite similar. Us, yeah, meaning, I would hope. But at the same time, um, yours, it's just great taste. It's just really, really good taste. Just thank you, <laughs> thank you Igor. Thank you. <laughs> just, just do carry on. Yeah. Um, um, well, just just have a look around. No, I think you've just no, have I think, a look around yeah, the studio. I think for me, I think we've, I think you've shared a few already. You know, cinematography is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I love magazines. Maybe not as much as you as you 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 might touch on, but I, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I've you know I want to you know consume more of. Yeah. Um, I just think like just the art and design world for me, you know, like fashion's probably huge. Really, mm. you know, just following. I forgot that. Yeah. You know, Design, fashion designers, you know, product design. I talked about my degree in previous episodes about being a product designer and furniture, interiors, buildings, architecture. Um, just, I just think you, there's just inspiration wherever you wherever you go and walk, and mm-hmm. you know, you can take it from it. You know, even in um, the to the guys that came on the workshop the other week. You know, I I went to London the other day and there was a billboard advert on the tube, and I just sent them a picture of this advert, going, look this. You know, look at how it's been formatted. Look at the design that's gone mm-hmm. into it, and that, you know, that graph. Some some graphic designer in a, an agency has put that together, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's inspiring. Yeah, you know, so many people just walk past those adverts and don't kind of stop to just to take in why you know, actually, the color palette, the yeah. font choices, how <laughs> they interact with each other. You know, and there's a real skill to that, and you know that can be transferable to you know our industry all the, all the time. You know. Mm-hmm photographers often look at other photographers for inspiration, inspiration on, on yeah. work and you know, the amount of times I've seen imitated websites of websites of photographers it's sometimes you've <laughs> got to look true. elsewhere yeah. go and look at other brands mm-hmm. um, you know there's just so much out there it's just about being open to it isn't it I think yeah yeah great answer question 10 when no come on we've got we've got time for this one Igor have we got time <laughs> no we haven't got time we haven't got time. Cut, the, <laughs> cut, the, cut, the, cut the tape I suppose if anybody's wondering what just happened there and we've jumped to this, it's because we only have 30-minute records on the cameras. So, um, so I technology thought, does, I, I thought does we, make a difference. I thought we would just shoe in a, a final question. We've we, we got a minute on the clock and uh, you weren't so confident. So question 10, when are you moving to Derby? That's from, um, that's from Sam Docker.co. 
Uh, that is funny. Seriously, well, when are you moving back? Well, when are you moving I, I, home? I feel like I live I live in Derby already. <laughs> um, uh, at least this part of town. And yeah, I think you should direct that question to you, my lovely wife. I, I will drop her a message in a little bit. You don't even need your sat nav anymore, do you? You know no, where just, you're going, so that's great. Okay, question eleven: How to find the ideal clients? And that's another question from Frangrafts. Great question. You go for it first. Um, okay, uh, a few few viewpoint, a couple of viewpoints on it. I don't think I think ideal client is often um, what's the right wording for this. I know where you know you're where, going. You know where I'm know going. Where with you're it. going. I think it's kind of held on a bit of a pedestal, and it's like this idea that you know everybody gets their ideal clients. Everybody mm-hmm. probably looks at me and you and think we get our ideal clients all the time. And if my clients are listening, I love all of my clients. Mm-hmm. But I d- but it doesn't always happen. You don't yep. always get your ideal clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, said, I don't know what is that. What is an ideal client? That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And what what is your ideal client? What makes um, them ideal really to you? And and sometimes the workshops chat about this a little bit. But um, I very much see it as a sort of like Venn diagram of three three circles. And within the intersection of the middle, where all the three intersect, that would be my ideal client. But it doesn't necessarily need to be like that. But um, for me, the circles would be fashion. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd agree on that. Art. Yeah. And travel. Okay. So as long as we have that within within those sort of like parameters, and if you can combine all of those things, um, that's sort of like my ideal type of wedding that would love to shoot because yeah. something that it doesn't tire me to shoot destination weddings it actually gives me life it, i get excited about it yeah and and if it is a wedding with great fashion great dresses great attire from the guys and whatever else and and if you bring in an artistic element to it even better yeah. someone that sort of like appreciates it, understands light yeah. and understands the 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 things that we need in order to create um our art yeah i think the only uh, i think those those three circles are spot on i think the other the final ingredient that i'd add to that is just the kind of the connection and mm-hmm. the that's but then it. i suppose you know if, if people have got those components to their like life and their mindset that, that generally that you're going to connect like yeah we connect with those people because we're passionate about those that's things us. exactly yeah and that's us and i think it's about maybe sort of having an awareness of what you know what what intrigues and fascinates you and what you're passionate that's about. That's exactly it. That's exactly kind of, it. Yeah. But, you know, you can put out all the work you want and uh, sometimes there are people that fall outside of those mm-hmm. boundaries. Oh, yeah, totally. It doesn't mean that... Totally. You kind of, uh, I go to every wedding and give every, every couple gets, mm-hmm. you know, 110% of me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I go and I work hard, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm sure you do. And sometimes you just connect with some people more than you do others. Yeah. And I think but as that's well... that's life, right? Yeah, that's it. And I think as well as, as artists is us learning how to bring those people in how to attract those people yeah um very much by stating the things that we are attracted to so yeah, yeah if you if you're into cats you love your cats yeah, it's got to be yeah. out there you, you you have five of them and you love every single one you put that at the forefront of your yeah, site totally. or wherever um of your branding because you will attract other people that love their cats and whatever else and yeah yeah i had um i had an inquiry recently actually about a, a couple who'd said you know read they read my about me page and they were like you know just your your personality and mm-hmm. everything about you shines through that page mm-hmm. i'm like thank you yeah like, that's what it that's what it should yeah. do you know and when i spoke to them you know a lot of photographers they were like 
they just talk about themselves as a photographer mm-hmm. you know you don't get any, you don't get to know anything about them so true um, so true so many times i've i've had couples um even 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 on inquiry sometimes um this was a couple um or inquiry that didn't even book me or anything like that but we ended up just talking about japanese whiskey amazing uh, because japanese that's, whiskey yeah good old nika oh but yeah um we ended up just talking about japanese whiskey because that's that's on my brochure yeah. and and things like um there's another section that i'm, I'm talking make about a mean maple sour at home <laughs> yeah, you yeah. had a maple sour maple so sour Jap- so japanese whiskey yeah and then you put in a bit of um uh lemon juice lemon bit, juice bit, yeah well, we use like almost a foam, like whiskey we use whiskey. a foaming bitter yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, so it's, a, whiskey it's sour. a whiskey sour okay but you add maple syrup oh usually yeah, maple syrup to... instead of maybe like a you know you couldn't put amaretto yeah, yeah sometimes i add honey syrup. so it's yeah. quite similar yeah, 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 yeah a bit yeah. of maple syrup maple syrup japanese yeah, whiskey slightly lemon. salted yeah. maple syrup slightly we use salted, a foaming bit so we don't use egg white yeah yeah beautiful oh Ooh, i could have one yeah. of those now yeah yeah, yeah. oh let's go let's okay, record this where, where, where were we what were we talking about <laughs> sorry about um, that igor no 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 i was i was just so this couple dreaming and you collected about whiskey japanese whiskey yeah and oh yeah the other one was um uh, Gretsch Falcon, which is this wide, beautiful Gretsch guitar, um, and and I mention it as um, whether uh, I love Gretsch or, friend, or Fender really. And literally, I had a couple book me just simply yep. because of that. The, the the groom literally, that's my dream guitar too. Amazing. <laughs> and and yeah, so I guess the 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 lesson is um, just however random the things are, put your yeah, character put across. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. Uh, those are connecting points. Those are connecting yeah. points to your uh, you know, it, possible it all ties clients. back to the, you know, we're, we're not trying to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Let go of trying to appeal to everybody. Yeah. It's just it. not going to get you anywhere. Nah. You be you, people. You yeah. be you. How do you build a personal brand as a photographer? Another question by Tom W. W. Um, I think it sort of like connects with what we've just spoken about now. So those two questions are, sort of like interlinked really but building a personal brand the 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 big thing and and you are a massive advocate for that and constantly pushing me towards that is show your face out there show up just put your face out there and show up how good was it yesterday though seeing your face on instagram (laughs) it was great told you so many times that you've got to start doing it yeah it's true you know but again i think if, if if people listening to this stop and really think about who they kind of follow you know, it doesn't have to be on. So anyway, on, you know, let's use social media as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, anybody that you follow that's succeed, like say succeeding or has got you know a big following, and it's not all about big following, but mm-hmm. let's just kind of use that as an example. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that most of those people are putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Joe Wicks or <laughs> you thinking that I do that. You know, or yeah, you know, anybody. It doesn't matter what industry they're in. Anybody that's doing well, like we talked about Hilton Sophia earlier, a hairdresser in London. You know, they they're all putting themselves out there mm-hmm. and you've just got to let go of what other people think yeah a little bit yeah that's it you know because the benefits of of what you get in return really outweigh so much more the fear of oh is this right is this not and am oh, I, and i get it i'm yeah. a perfectionist and for me it's, it's the potential that, that that it opens up you know like the i've still i've talked to a few people recently about the studio and the podcast mm-hmm. and youtube and for me i tie it all back to that first time I decided to talk to camera on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it started. That's when the ball started yeah, I rolling remember down it. the hill a little I remember bit because it. I just put myself out there. And you I literally tried forced it. yourself to. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just gathering momentum. Yeah, you know. Um, 
and and it's, it it just it opens up doors or possibilities that wouldn't be there if you didn't do that. And again, yeah. we talked about it a few times about being uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I'm doing that, and it reminds me of those first year or two of being a photographer, going to weddings, going, oh god, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Do I? Oh god, I feel a bit of an imposter. Yeah. You know? I feel like an imposter now with a podcast or with YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, and putting myself out. That's that same process applies. Yeah. But I'm hoping that in a year or two's time, it feels comfortable and yeah. normal because I've been through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And and that gets me excited really because there's no ceiling. No, there's there really no isn't. Ceiling. Um, no. There really is no ceiling. Um, you can go as far as you want really when it comes to your personal brand, your business. That literally is no ceiling say yeah we live in exciting times when it when it comes to how much you can sort of like monetize or do good from your personal brand really yeah it's 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 incredible we well, live in yeah it's the age we live in now isn't it yeah you know um you know social media has allowed us all to develop our own brands in yeah. a way that society has never seen before mm-hmm um, you know, you think like kids at school now growing up, they're going to come cool. out of school with YouTube channels and, yeah. you know, <laughs> 200,000 TikTok followers or whatever it might be. You know, that's, that is just the way of the world now. Yeah. And, you know, I think we could all embrace a, f- a bit more of that yes. mentality to to just put ourselves out there front and center. And yeah. if you don't want it, you don't have to. Of course not. Like, we're not, of course we're not, not saying you've got to do it. No, no. Um, but if you do want to build a personal brand, that's in that context, you've got to do it. Yeah, that's that's the best way to to develop it um trying to think if there's anything else really but no i I feel like hmm we should talk about personal brand not just so so much from a social media aspect of it but i'm trying to think what would be the other aspect of it or sort of like developing us a good personal brand how would okay get this how would for example hmm i don't know nike or coca-cola whatever how did they develop their sort of like those sort of like big names that we know um in the past like in in sort of like how did they establish those sort of like big names in the past without the sort of we're talking like sponsorship deals and connections with (laughs) with sports stars no (laughs) no no where are you going with it they're they're sort of like their brand yeah how did they sort of like develop such huge influence um in 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 times past where we had no internet and perhaps perhaps the internet would have been tv and adverts i don't know i'm just trying to think well it was a different medium wasn't it i mean they 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 used um you know famously they use sports stars to carry their brand and their Mm -hmm. image and their identity don't they and they still do that now um but I would also say that, that now they, they don't rely on those connections maybe as much. They can yeah, very true. You know, they can run their own social media channels and yeah. promote, you know, with without needing to see a face or a sports star behind that's it. That's it. That's it. Um It's just the medium that's changed that you answered it really. It's the medium that's changed really, but um it's still it's still the same way that yeah. they sort of like developed. I, I think it. I mean I, I, we could probably talk about this for a, a good a good hour or two and we're not we're not going to, but um I do think it's always about it's about having a self awareness of of your brand as well and what you're yeah. what you're about yeah and sort of st- trying to stay true to that as much as you can. Oh, um, you hit the nail on you know, me and me and Amy did a reel the other day aimed around you know our industry <laughs> and and sharing content with good suppliers. old Brian <laughs> sharing content with suppliers and we 
Yeah, when we were writing the copy, yeah, we were both saying to each no, it needs to be, it's very easy to fall into a trap of just being moaning, or, like moaning or being negative, but mm -hmm. that's not that's not my brand. Mm -hmm. It always has to be about what's the positive message? How can we make this a bit more lighthearted and a bit more, you know, we don't want to just be one of those photographers that just gets angry and moans yeah. about it. So part of my brand is, well, how do we not do that? Okay, yeah. well, let's just be a bit more, let's just joke about it. A bit. Yeah, that's let's, it. Mo let's mock it. Yeah, you know, and you did um, it well. Yeah, thank you. But it, it is, it's about just recognizing what your person is, what your personality is about, and mm -hmm. and therefore what your brand is about. Yeah, um, and just sort of staying true to that, not trying to, not trying to do, not not creating marketing material for likes mm -hmm. or for traction. You know, yeah. unless it is on brand and it's yeah. and it's relevant to to your audience. Mm -hmm. um, again, I suppose it's the age we live in is that people can often do things for, you know, the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, and it's a it's an easy trap to kind of fall into. Yeah. You made me think of, and, and it's so obvious now, but you made me think of find your why. Um, once you find your why, you you very much have a have a mission and know what, how to navigate that sort of like um, area of life or, or not area of life, but business and what your business is about, what your creativity is about. But yeah, find your why, Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And still looking yeah. for it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I joke. No, I, th I think you know. I think it's a constant thing, isn't it? I think it's I think it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that is that, that it? That's yeah. it. Isn't yeah, it? that's it's, it. You know, it's always evolving and, yeah. and moving and yeah, yeah. reshaping and yeah. Okay. Great. Final question. It's been I've enjoyed today. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been a good one. It's great energy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, loving it. I like mm. I, I like the new setup. Yeah, I think we could be here for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Question 30, oh, we're going to finish on a question 13, Eagle. The, oh, I mean, uh, one of them was a dummy question where I said numbers, about how, when are you moving to Derby? But that's, <laughs> what do you admire the most about the other person? And that's from Rebecca Carpenter. We love Rebecca, don't we? We love Rebecca. So, and talking of energy, mm -hmm. she's got that energy. Exactly. She? Talk about personal brand. She's yeah. got it. She's the girl. We'll have to get her on uh, as one of the one of the guests one week. Boom, boom. Definitely. Um, um, I'll start on this one. So... I've been trying to think of this as we rolled down the sheet. I was like, oh, I don't know if I've thought about this. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to get something. I want to get in there first. I think there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of things I admire about you a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and we've just talked about it about like wanting to see your face more on Instagram. But actually, your commitment and balance with your family versus your work life. I love and respect how you are able to keep them. You know, you're able to balance them very well. Mm -hmm. I think one of my traits or one of my pitfalls is that i'm i am constantly trying to push my brand on on social and, and mm -hmm. sometimes i need to be able to stop and, and i'm doing that this week we're going away for a few yeah. days and i'm going to stop and switch off and be inspired by by you um you might just turn around to me and go well actually it's just because i'm lazy and i don't post enough <laughs> but from my point of view i you know i admire that you you know you have clear you have those boundaries and mm -hmm. you know we talked recently about how you know obviously you've had a your second child and you you know you moved house and you just stepped back for a, yeah. a couple of months and, and i love that i think that was great and then the second thing is just your um i'm just gonna build this one a little bit and so <laughs> see your face start to twitch no i think i think it's just i i, I love your um just your vi your vision and your brand and like just just how your work comes across like every time i see an image like i don't need to see your name like I know it's Igor, mm -hmm. and I think more. I think if any photographer listening to this can take anything away from what you do, it's about constantly sticking to that 
you know yeah. that that brand image yeah and being constantly seeking it out constantly mm-hmm. pushing for it yeah um and not being kind of kind of swear yeah not giving a shit about what the photographers <laughs> do like true. just don't give a shit about what they're doing yeah you know you do you babe yeah carry on <laughs> you do you babe <laughs> like you do you so like love you, of hunts better than anyone else mate honestly <laughs> and, that, and that is that's why i love your work that's why i love you it's what like what i love what you do um so yeah those two things right and that's a wrap right and we are done <laughs> my turn my turn here we go no um or yes something that uh, i really admire about you is it's this great ability of bringing people together for a common goal for a common mission or whatever it is like for example today the perfect example today yeah we had jess here um, what's Jess' surname? So Je- uh, Jess Somerville. Somerville. So she came on my phase two workshop a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and is a brilliant photographer. And and you just literally picked her in to be part of what we're doing. And the same way that you brought Amy here into the studio and to what you were doing, it's just, it's a, you bring people together for uh, a common good, a common mission. And you do it just so so easily just so easily it's just like it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel that way it's just so it 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 just comes so natural to you that's 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 what um having spent time with you over the past few months um it seems because literally just just walking around downstairs through (laughs) through 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 the mill here and um, through the area and all the different businesses Hi Gary. Hi so and so. Are you coming today? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's a skill, and that's something to be celebrated because you you are able to bring people together in in such a great way, constantly having a positive attitude towards them, and it just elevates. Everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody I mean, even, even even just now, I I've insisted on her paying, charging us more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, you need to put another fifty quid on that. So that's not enough. But yeah, okay, no, that's great. I, I think yeah, it's I don't, I don't know how to take that. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. very nice of you to say so. Thank yeah, you, you, you do that. You do that incredibly well, like incredibly well. And then again, it comes to visual taste. I just admire your visual taste so much. And yes, <laughs> we have quite similar, similar, similar taste because there's some, I, I walk around here and I'm like, I've got that, I've got that, I've got that. <laughs> so. I love your dining table, don't I? Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, it's a great dining table. You bought some new chairs yet? Not yet. Still got those tatty old wooden ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need to change those. <laughs> we need to change those. <laughs> um, but yeah, your visual taste, it's, it's one of the things that I think that's why we get on so well. And that's why we, um, out of the many things, why we yeah. get on well. Um, it's one of the things that we, um, you know. But I suppose that goes back to ideal client, doesn't it? And that, yeah. that, that chart or that, um, what did you call it? What graph? Um, the that's diagram. The yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's about having those shared common interests. Yeah. You know, if we didn't have those, would we, would we be sat here chatting? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, there would be elements that we would have in common and stuff, but when those things align so well, it's hard to kind of like keep those people away from you. You, can, yeah. you kind of like... You, and then it's, it, it becomes about being, you know, it's that energy, isn't it? Like yeah, being drawn that's to the it. energy. And- that's it. That's it. So keep those people together. So yeah, that's that's the, the two things that I really, really admire about you. 
um and and yeah just keep keep going just keep going man let's keep going yeah yeah brilliant that was a great episode really good enjoyed that yeah same here felt like we covered some really good and as yeah we couldn't have done it had people not asked those questions so thank you to everybody that's asked a question um thank you to the people that asked questions that didn't get them read out there was a a lot of kind of crossover as we said at the start Mm -hmm. um but that is that is basically a wrap for for this episode yeah anything else you want to close out with igor um, no, aside from subscribe, comment and like and share everything that you can see. And yeah, that's the way that this podcast will grow. And that's the way that we will be able to keep bringing this sort of content to yeah. you guys. We're not, we're not too far off bringing in first guests, are we? So yeah. if there is anybody that you would like me and Igor to sit down with and have a chat to them about, mm-hmm. you know, Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've, uh, my mind's gone completely Gretches, blank but Falcons, yeah, yeah, anything product if design anyone, if there's anybody you want us to have a chat with it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what industry they're in they just have to be creative in some kind of form mm-hmm. we'd love to know so yeah. drop it in the comments DM us the more random messages, the better whatever yeah we want to we want to speak to people that might not at first seem obviously creative yeah does that make sense yeah yeah it does I think we're all creative mm-hmm. yeah I, I know what I meant by that yeah, yeah. okay Rather than waffling on for the next four minutes, (laughs) shall we just say thank you. See you next week for episode six. Peace out, fam. Cheers, guys. Another episode bites the dust. Thank you so much for tuning in in order to help this podcast grow and to keep bringing value and ideas in your ears. So if you could please like, share and subscribe, that would be amazing. Especially leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. All those little things, it will help us grow this brand and community and feed our kids. (laughs) And in turn, allow us to bring more guests and ideas to your weekly hits of Another Idea. See you next Monday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.